This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, November 1st. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Ukraine continues grain shipping. GOP lawmakers question USDA and winter wheat worries. UN still inspecting grain shipments out of Ukraine. Questions have continued to swirl around the future of an agreement that allows Ukraine to supply global food markets out of its Black Sea ports. UN officials said yesterday that vessels loaded with grain at Odessa ports, they're still being processed and allowed to leave the Black Sea. That's despite Russia's declaration Saturday that it has suspended its participation at a deal that allows for the export of Ukrainian ag commodities. There are 86 outbound ships carrying 2 million metric tons of Ukrainian farm goods that have left the Odessa ports and still need to be inspected by the Joint Coordination Center in Istanbul. The Russians have not terminated. The Russians have not pulled out of the Black Sea Grain Initiative. United Nations Undersecretary for Humanitarian Affairs Martin Griffiths said yesterday, the words they have used very carefully is they have suspended participation in that initiative for an indefinite period, Griffiths added. And as a result of that, we continue with this initiative to move the ships outbound where we, with Turkey, inspect those outbound ships. But... A statement released yesterday by Russia says ships traversing the Black Sea security corridor is unacceptable. A U.N. spokesman said officials are reviewing that statement. Republicans set the stage for tougher USDA oversight. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack's getting hit with demands from key congressional Republicans to justify USDA's funding priorities. The demands make it clear that Republicans intend to ramp up oversight of the department should they get control of one or both chambers in the midterm election. Four GOP members of the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, including ranking member Andy Harris, the Maryland Republican, and Representative Dan Newhouse, the Washington Republican, are demanding information on how the USDA is running the $3.5 billion Partnerships for Climate Smart Commodities program. We are dismayed at the lack of transparency and congressional consultation throughout the development of this process. In no way can $3.5 billion be considered a pilot program, and there must be direct congressional involvement before a program of this magnitude is implemented, the House Republicans say in a letter to Vilsack. Now, in the Senate, the top Republican of the Senate Ag Committee, John Bozeman of Arkansas, is asking USDA to explain how it spent $11 billion in pandemic assistance Congress provided through the fiscal 21 spending bill. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy co-op in the country. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the upper Midwest. Among Edge's top priorities is milk pricing reform. Over its long history, the federal order system has aimed to serve farmers by ensuring the orderly marketing of fluid milk. 
but changing production and consumption patterns are rendering the system ineffective. Edge envisions changes that create flexibility, promote fairness, and strengthen the relationship between farmers and processors. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. The winter wheat crop still struggling. We're watching the winter wheat crop because of the ongoing drought. And the USDA reports now that 35% of the crop is in poor to very poor condition. That compared to 21% at this point a year ago. Another 37% of the crop this fall is rated as fair. 23% as good. Only 5% of the crop rated excellent. Some 62% of the winter wheat crop has emerged as of Sunday. That's up from 49% a week ago. The average emergence at this point is 66%. About 58% of the Kansas crop has emerged. The average at this point is 67%. By the way, the corn harvest continues to run ahead of the average pace. USDA says 76% of corn has been harvested as the end of last week. The five-year average at this point, 64%. TFI hits proposed regs on accidental chemical releases. The fertilizer industry is pushing back on proposed EPA regulatory changes aimed at preventing accidental chemical releases. The Fertilizer Institute says the proposal is overly broad. In particular, the group is raising questions about a proposal that facility is regulated under the Risk Management Program, or RMP, take into consideration external events because of the increase in extreme weather that has been linked to climate change. If that provision is finalized, EPA will have to provide guidance on how facilities should account for climate change, TFI says, in comments to the agency. By the way, other groups don't think EPA is going far enough, and they're urging the agency to add ammonium nitrate fertilizer to the list of chemicals covered under the RMP. TFI says ammonium nitrate is a valuable fertilizer and EPA should coordinate with other federal agencies to determine whether further regulation is needed rather than adding it to the RMP. Crime getting top rule play heading toward election. According to the, the Democrat-aligned One Country Project's quarterly media analysis, Crime is getting more coverage in rural news outlets than in national media. In fact, crime is the top issue for rural coverage, that according to the analysis. Schools and abortion are getting more play in rural outlets than in national outlets. Crime is also leading rural news coverage in two battleground states, Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. It also is a top issue in Arizona and North Carolina. One county project founder, former North Dakota Democrat Senator Heidi Heitkamp, says the conversations in rural America continue to focus on the economy and the resurrection of the job market. But she also says issues uh, regarding abortion, crime, and energy are driving rural voters to the polls to elect candidates who reflect their values. Well, here's today's He Said It. The truth is that electric vehicles aren't a reliable option for everyone, nor are they affordable, nor can it be presumed that people even want them. That Representative Doug LaMalfa, a California Republican 
who serves on the House Ag Committee, offered those thoughts on a letter he and several colleagues sent to California Governor Gavin Newsom, urging him to repeal a statewide mandate that all vehicles sold in the state by 2035 be electric. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, November 1st. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.